what is up everybody welcome back to the channel hope you guys all had a great easter yesterday and had a good easter weekend um, i did plan on making a few videos yesterday um, but i was out all day with my family with my girlfriend's family so i was not by my computer at all so the videos i was going to make yesterday i'm going to make today um so stay tuned i think i'm going to triple upload today so you guys will have three videos today obviously today or this video is the mock draft video and you know with the draft coming up at the end of the month we only have a few more mock drafts left so as I kind of um, get closer and closer to the draft, I'm going to try to be more pinpoint accurate with my picks, um, not necessarily picking who I want to go where. I'm going to be picking kind of what I'm hearing, what the reports are, everything like that. So um, if you don't want to miss any more of my videos today or any more of my mock draft videos or my videos the rest of the month, make sure to subscribe. We're on the road to 100, hoping to hit that the night of the draft. Also, speaking of the draft, um, April 27th is going to be the first round of the draft. I will be live streaming it on YouTube, so come by, check it out. Um, come say what's up. I'll be giving you guys my live reactions and everything to all the picks, the trades, the craziness, all of that type of stuff. So if you're interested, make sure to check it out there. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the mock draft. So I will say, before this mock draft, um, I, did, I did move some guys around a little bit um, based on kind of, I think, what some of the... Um, what some of the team representatives are kind of saying about the draft. Maybe I kind of misunderstood the way it was going. Um, I kind of had a higher grade on some of these people, but maybe, you know, maybe these guys are pushed back later in the first round or maybe in, even even in the second round. So you'll kind of see, I think you'll kind of see what I mean. I mean, obviously some guys are moved up as well. So um, without further ado, I think the top two still stays the same. CJ Stroud to the Panthers, uh, Bryce Young to the Texans. I would say that's pretty locked in. Either of those guys in that order, I would I would venture to say CJ1, Bryce2. Would not be surprised if it was Bryce1, CJ2, but 1 and 2 seems to be where those two guys are going to go. I think it gets really interesting at 3 because as Adam Scheffner just tweeted a few minutes ago, you know, multiple teams have inquired about trading Arizona for pick number 3, which makes sense because Arizona probably doesn't want to take a quarterback, and 3 is prime pickings for a quarterback spot. Um, there seems to be 4 quarterbacks that these that this draft class really um likes you know that is obviously cj bryce will levis and anthony richardson so you know with the top two teams taking quarterbacks and team number four the colts taking a quarterback would not surprise me at all if arizona traded down to another quarterback needy team and quarterbacks go with the first four picks um so let's go i have a mock trade i'm going to be sending arizona um down to number seven with the raiders the raiders are going to trade up and the Raiders are going to take Anthony Richardson. The Raiders have always been a team that has prioritized traits and attributes. Um, they love fast guys. I mean, look at, you know, Darius Hayward Bay. Look at Henry Ruggs. They love guys that are fast, that are great athletes. Um, I don't think the long-term plan at quarterback is Jimmy G. But Jimmy G is at least solid enough to give you a year, assuming he stays healthy. And Anthony Richardson, I think, needs that year to develop. You know, at the worst, Jimmy G is a veteran guy who could teach, you know, Anthony Richardson how to Anthony Richardson how to conduct himself, um, which is what I think he needs, right? So that's number three. And then number four, um, the fourth quarterback off the board, Will Levis. The Colts, they just need a quarterback bad. Um, right now, I think all they got is like Garner Minshew. So um, they're not going to want to go into the year just that, obviously. And, you know, Will Levis, kind of same thing I was saying with Jimmy G, can sit behind Garner for a little bit. The Colts aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year, but it's really about getting him ready for the future, right? So then that leaves Seattle with number five. And I think this is best case scenario for the Seahawks. Um, unless you're one of those Seahawks fans that really wants to take Anthony Richardson, which 
I can agree with. I can definitely see the point in that. But um, if you're one of those Seahawks fans that doesn't like Anthony Richardson and wants to just take the best non-quarterback available, this is best case scenario. You know, now we're left with taking, in my opinion, the best player in the draft, Will Anderson at five. Um, and I think that's what the Seahawks would do in that situation. I don't think they would pass up Will Anderson and let him fall to Detroit at number six. Speaking of Detroit at number six, I think they go with Devon Witherspoon, um, the corner from Illinois. A couple of things that really make sense here. He's a big, well, he's not, he's not big, but he's a, he plays big. He's a physical corner. Um, he's going to go up. He's going to attack. He plays that aggressive style of defense that Dan Campbell loves. And I think that he has a lot of safety versatility as well. So if you want to play him, you know, opposite of uh, Kirby Joseph, um, there are also some reports coming out that the Lions are reportedly trying to move off of Jeff Okuda, which would then open up a spot for him at corner. So I just think that it fits really well with Detroit, and I really like the move. Next, number seven now of the Arizona Cardinals, I think they're going to go with Tyree Wilson. Um, I think at three, if they stay there, they're probably going to go with Will Anderson. And I don't see... I don't see Tyree Wilson as a huge downgrade from Will Anderson. I think you're getting a lot of the same awesome attributes. So if you move down and you get that King's Ransom of picks, only to move down four spots, you still get a really, really solid um, edge rusher. I think that's a win-win in Arizona, especially uh, you know with them rebuilding. I think that, that that would be really good for their franchise. Next, we have um, Atlanta at number eight. I think they're going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. The more I think about it, the more I think that they have such a pressing need at wide receiver. Um, and I think that, you know, pairing somebody with Drake London um, and Kyle Pitts would do wonders for Desmond Ritter or whoever's playing quarterback for them. But outside of those two guys, which they don't even utilize Kyle Pitts, but outside of Drake London, I really just don't think that their receiver room is very good. So I will have them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, who... From what I've been saying, from what I've been hearing, is um, considered by most draft experts to be the best receiver prospect in the draft, which I would agree with personally. Um, number nine, the Chicago Bears, they're going to go with Jalen Carter. Again, kind of the same thing I said with Arizona. Jalen Carter might have been the pick at number one overall, regardless um, if they traded down, but you know, with his whole character issue concerns, um, he kind of moved down. I think the Bears uh, scoop him up at number nine, and I think that they, you know, think that they have the culture and the um the coaching in place to keep him on the field um you know maybe his practice habits are I heard a I heard a scout talk about this this week he said you know maybe Jalen Carter's practice habits aren't great maybe he's, he's not as coachable yada 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 if he's producing on Sunday it's really all they care about and at the end of the day I think that that's that's probably pretty true um number 10 Philly I am going to go back to one of my earlier mocks and I'm going to have them taking Bijan Robinson I, the more that I think about it, the more that I think that this pick number 10 is just such a luxury pick. The Eagles don't have any pressing holes. Um, I would argue they have a hole at running back. Um, they don't have any pressing holes, you know, at quarterback or running back, receiver, corner, whatever. I mean, yeah, you can go corner here because your corners are getting a little older. True. But at the end of the day, I mean, when in this regime, in this Jalen Hurts era of Eagles football, are you going to have a top 10 pick? Probably never. God forbid he gets hurt. Probably never, right? Um, so I think that you have to take who is, in my opinion, one of the top two or three best players in this draft at a position you're not very good at. I like Bijan Robinson. Now I understand the argument of taking a running back top 10. I think it's okay to take a running back high in the draft. I just don't think you should give him a big second contract. I mean, you think the Giants regret, do you think, you know, the Giants, when Saquon stay healthy, regret taking him number two, that's probably a bit high. You think the Cowboys regret taking Zeke fourth overall? For those first three, four years, probably not. I mean, he was a beast. So 
I'll take Bijan at 10. I know you guys are going to probably scream at me in the comments, but I just like that pick, and I think that it's something that the Eagles could do to set themselves up very well after losing Miles Sanders in free agency. Number 11, I think the Tennessee Titans, they need Christian Gonzalez. They're going to go with a corner here. Don't be surprised if the Titans trade up to three to take Will Levis. Again, that Southern kid would fit well in Tennessee, I think. But um, I just think that, you know, they're going to go pretty much best player available here. Go Christian Gonzalez, playmaking corner. Didn't really work out with Caleb Farley, although there's still time. But um, I think that Mike Rabel, again, if he's one thing, he's a defensive guy. You know, you know you're going to want to have to defend the guys in your division, like whoever the Colts take. Trevor Lawrence, wherever the Texans take. Um, so I think that um, getting stocking up on defense is probably good for the Titans. Number 12, the, the Texans. Speaking of the Texans, they're going to go with, again, receiver. This time it's going to be Quentin Johnson, the big body receiver out of TCU, keeping him in the state of Texas. Again, I'm very confident in the 2-12 and 12 quarterback receiver combo for the Texans. Uh, get some young, young studs in there, hopefully to build your franchise around for many years. Um, next, 13. I have the Jets taking Peter Skronsky. The more time that passes, the less time that I, the less likely I think it is that the Jets give up pick 13 for Aaron Rodgers. So with that pick, you got to use that pick to help Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, this is going to be a guy who can play opposite of Mekhi Becton, or in the case of Mekhi Becton getting hurt again, could replace Mekhi Becton um, and protect Aaron Rodgers. You know, you can never have enough offensive line depth. God forbid any injuries happen. You could be totally, you could totally derail your season. Peter Skronsky, I think, is versatile enough to play in at guard if you need him to with, you know, maybe play him opposite Elijah Vera Tucker. Regardless, um, he can play good offensive line football. He can keep Aaron Rodgers upright, and I think that's what's most important for the Jets. Um, next, at number 14, New England. I have New England Patriots taking Zay Flowers. Now, that's a bit higher than I've been having him mocked, and I think that 14 is a bit high for Zay Flowers, but... From all accounts, I've heard that the Patriots really, really like Zay Flowers. Um, and it makes sense. You know, it makes sense that they like a guy who can stretch the field, who can, you know, be dynamic down the field, everything like that. But I just have heard a lot of reports of the Patriots, you know, taking a top 30 visit with him and, you know, they're they're doing this, they're do whatever. Um, I think Zay Flowers at 14 makes the Patriots very happy. Next, for number 15, Green Bay Packers. I think, you know, Brian Branch um, out of Alabama, I just still, still think they need a safety and to me, that makes a lot of sense of what they're going to do. Now, are they in a position to maybe draft um, an offensive lineman? Yes, that would make sense. But I think that for right now, their most pressing need is probably in the defensive backfield outside of, you know, Alexander and everything like that. So next, at number 16, we have Washington Commanders. I'm going to go with Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State. Um, whoever's playing quarterback for them, whether it's Sam Howell, whether it's Jacoby Brissett, they need to keep him up, right? Their offensive line last year was really bad. Um, and I think Paris Johnson can come in and solidify um, one of the edges, um, keep those guys upright. And, you know, in a division where you have Micah Parsons, where you have Kayvon Thibodeau, where you have the Eagles' dominant pass rush, I think offensive line is very, very important. And I think that it's something that the commanders need to prioritize uh, in the middle of the draft, right here at 16. So let's go to number 17 with Pittsburgh. Keeping him in Pittsburgh, it's Kalaja Kansi, the defensive tackle. I think him and Casey Hayward can make a good duo up the middle. And again, with that division of Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, you need good pass rushers. He's a really good pass rusher at D-tackle. And, uh, you know, if you want to have success in that AFC North division, you have to get after those guys, right? All of those guys are pretty athletic. Um, you know, Lamar and Deshaun especially are very um, are very slippery. Um 
And I think that, you know, having a dominant defensive tackle to win at the point of attack um, in the pass rush is something that they're going to really need. All right. Number 18, Detroit. I think they're going to go with Nolan Smith. Um, I like the move of Nolan Smith on the edge, um, pairing him with Aiden Hutchinson. Now, I know that, you know, um, one of the rookies did really good last year. And I'm blanking on his name. I can see him in my head. I'm blanking on his name right now. But Nolan Smith, I think, is just a really, really good athlete. And again, it's one of those things where it's like you can just you can just never have enough good defensive linemen, right? You can rotate them all day long, keep them fresh, keep them at 100%, because when those linemen wear down, um, are they going to be able to keep up with Nolan Smith if he's, you know, if he's all good to go? Are they going to keep be able to keep up with some of those other guys? So I don't know. I like Nolan Smith to Detroit. Next, Tampa Bay. Um, really just best player available here. They're pretty, pretty dog shit at this point. Um, I'm just going to go with Brian Brisset, uh, defensive tackle again, rebuild that defensive line. That's the reason they won that Super Bowl in the first place. That's the reason how they won the Super Bowl in 2002 was because of guys like Warren Sapp and everything. So, um, I think just rebuild the defensive line is probably going to be the move there. Don't be surprised if they make a move up. However, um, I would not be surprised. Next, we have my Seattle Seahawks back at number 20. I think Joey Porter is a great pick for Seahawks at 20. And it's something that Pete and John would love to do if he's available. A long-armed corner. I've talked about this in every mock draft. Long-armed corners are Pete and John's forte. Um, they want a guy they can pair with Tariq Woolen because, you know, Mike Jackson and Kobe Bryant, they're good, but they're not like you can play them every day and feel confident good, right? If you have Woolen and Joey Porter there on, on the outside, uh, you feel really good about your corner room and probably for the first time since the Legion of Boom era. Um, and I don't need to talk about the Legion of Boom and how good that was for Seattle and their defense. But yeah, I like Joey Porter there. Um, next, number 21, Los Angeles Chargers, Dewan Jones. I'm going to go with Dewan Jones, the tackle out of Ohio State. Um, listen, they have, you know, they have Slater at tackle. They have, um, you know, uh, Zion Johnson at guard and Lindsay at center. I think that's good. I think you need a guy at right tackle. Um, God forbid, again, God forbid Slater goes down, you can plug him in at left tackle. The Chargers had some offensive line injuries, and, you know, at times their offensive line was dog shit. So if you put um, a guy at right tackle, you have a really, really solid offensive line to keep Justin Herbert upright. And if you give Justin Herbert enough time, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He'll make something happen. So um, I think that getting a good right tackle would be the move there. Next, for Baltimore, I have them taking Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. Um, I don't know. It just seems like with receiver, that's, that's what I had him taking before. I had him taking a lot of, you know, Jordan Addison, uh, Zay Flowers. But with the signing of Odell, I think that their receiver position is minimized. And I'm going to talk about what this means for the Ravens, for Odell, for the receiver draft class in the Odell video. And that should be up by now. So please go click on that um, when you're done with this video. But um, I think the Ravens now want to shift focus to their defense. Um, take Lucas Van Ness. I think he's probably the best edge rusher still available. It's good value at 22. And, you know, we compare him with the young guys like Adafi Owe. Obviously losing Clays Campbell is a big... Um, subtraction on your defensive line. So I like Lucas Van Ness there for Baltimore. Um, next for Minnesota, I still like Deontay Banks out of Maryland. You know, you lost your defensive backfield was shit to begin with. And then you lost Patrick Peterson. I know you bring, you're bringing in, you know, Byron Murphy, but I don't think only one good corner is going to do it justice. Um, I think, oh, didn't Danzler leave too? I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Anyway, um, you know, bringing in Byron Murphy and then drafting Deontay Banks, I think could help shore up that defensive backfield. And listen, you know, the Vikings are not going to win another 11 one-score games. That's not going to happen. So you need um, to 
play better defense and you need to have a better defensive backfield if you're going to want to have sustained success in this league. Next, Jacksonville, I still like Osiris Torrance, the interior offensive lineman. I could see them going corner if one of the top four or five is available. Um, but I just think that, you know, the interior of the offensive line, they want to prioritize Trevor Lawrence. They've gotten him weapons. Um, the defense was much better last year. Um, so they are going to, you know, try to just keep him upright. Next, New York Giants at number 25, I like Miles Murphy. Um, I like pairing Miles Murphy with Kayvon Thibodeau, two young. I just love the pairing of two young pass rushers, um, and I think that's probably a really good idea for the Giants. Next, for Dallas, they desperately need a receiver. Brandon Cooks is not the long-term option here. I can definitely see um, Dalton Kincaid. Um, you know, that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna mock to them is Dalton Kincaid. You know, I think that Dallas is just one of those teams that. Um, losing Dalton Schultz, who was one of their primary pass catchers. They're going to want to go tight end. I could see Dalton Kincaid, Michael Meyer, any of those top two guys. Um, I thought about Jordan Addison, but, you know, they did trade for Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup is coming off the injury. So I think that a better use of this window would probably be to draft Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. Um, Buffalo, um, I do think that they need another receiver to pair, you know, with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is great. And then, you know, Gabe Davis is kind of whatever. I think they let go of Isaiah McKenzie. Gabe Davis is very inconsistent. So I think Jordan Addison um, is going to be a good addition. You know, he played before USC, he played in Pittsburgh. So he could play in the cold weather, everything like that. Um, I like Jordan Addison going to Buffalo. Um, next, we have Cincinnati taking Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia. Again, keep Joe Burrow upright at all costs. That's really all it is to this pick. And then New Orleans is going to take Will McDonald, the edge from Iowa State. Again, bad position, best player available type of thing. That's really all I could say for the, the Saints. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to take defense tackle Mozzie Smith. And then the Kansas City Chiefs are going to end it off by taking Josh Downs, the receiver from North Carolina. Let me know what you guys think of this mock draft. Um, I will be um, reading. Make sure to read your comments down below. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot about Bijan at 10 again. But you know what? I like it, so whatever. Um, if you guys have any other questions, comments, concerns, make sure to let me know down below. Don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you guys in the other two videos for today. Peace out.